It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I want to say is, just give me some hot pizza. Episode of Financial Pizza. I'm your host, Steve Siddall. This is the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country. I bring it all to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Coming up today, we'll check in with Joe Murphy, get his take on the current state of the economy. Eric Carney shares his views as well. Brad Olson and Joe Wilson are here with a little game of movie quotes as related to retirement planning. Christina Ping shares her views on creating rental income, and Kevin Brooker breaks down how to ladder annuities to create lifetime income in retirement. That one's cool. And we've got a whole lot more, too. But first... That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started way... It was earnings reports that pushed things higher, thanks to Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, and Meta. Keep those four companies in mind. I'm going to bring them up later. The market should end up for the week. Now, meanwhile, the U.S. economy grew at a 1.1% annual rate in the first quarter. That's quite a drop from the 2.6% in the fourth quarter, according to the Commerce Department. The U.S. economic growth slowed in the first quarter by more than expected as tepid business investment and a pullback in inventories tempered a pickup in consumer spending. Now, home sales in the U.S. fell last month by the most since September, hinting that we aren't out of the woods yet in that world. According to the National Association of Realtors, contract signings to buy fell 5.2% in March to 78.9%. Now, a Bloomberg survey of economists say the decrease was worse than all estimates. The survey called for a 0.8% increase. And we all know healthcare costs a bunch and it's only going higher. Well, now we learn that Medicare beneficiaries are being hit especially hard. According to an AARP report, the average Medicare recipient pays more than $6,500 per year in out-of-pocket costs. Now, those costs include monthly premiums, co-pays, co-insurance, deductibles, and other services not covered by traditional Medicare. Hey, if you're a college grad and looking for an internship, the tech sector is looking good. According to a report from Glassdoor, the highest paid interns will earn more than $9,000 per month. And that's over $100,000 annually if you do the math. The highest was a company called Stripe. They're based in San Francisco. They pay $9,064 per month, followed by NVIDIA at $8,200, Meta at $8,100, and Amazon paying $7,800. By the way, Glassdoor found that 16 of the 25 highest paying internships are in tech. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was working in radio, we had interns and we didn't pay them a dime and we worked their butts off. How times have changed. Hey, the guy that was the ringmaster of the Three Ring Circus known as the Jerry Springer Show has died. He created the Three Ring Circus that in its day ruled the daytime TV airwaves. There was everything from chair-throwing brawls, even a little nakedness at times, and became a bit of a guilty pleasure that no one admitted watching. In his Twitter profile, he declared himself talk show host, ringmaster of civilization's end. He also told people tongue-in-cheek that his wish for them was 
may you never be on my show. <laughs> exactly. Well, the show ended back in 2018 after more than 4,000 episodes with titles like Hooking Up With My Therapist, Stripper Sex Turned Me Straight, and Stop Pimping My Twin Sister. Cherry Springer was 79. Time to get this pizza cooking in for that week. Turn to Joe Murphy from his show, Wealth Health Radio. Here, Joe and I are talking about the current state of the economy and which way he thinks it may be headed. There is so much going on. And I know I just saw th this morning that President Biden announced his, his bid for his second term in the White House. Um, interesting statistic that, that polled from Americans polled like 70% of Americans, including over 50% Democrats, don't believe that he should run for re-election. And then on the other side of the political spectrum, um, as for Trump, 60% of Americans, including a third of Republicans, don't think he should run either. So where, where are we at here, Steve? What are your thoughts? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I think we need a better choice. I think we need a better choice. And, you know, it's the the politics. I mean, recently, I think all of our radio listeners could probably agree have have run on the extremes on each side. And, you know, what I'm looking for in a leader is 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 almost like a centrist, someone that's going to approach things logically. We have some major, major problems going on in this country right now. And I think we need a level head. And I don't know who that is or who's going to emerge, but it seems like most Americans aren't real keen on the the two candidates between Biden and Trump. So maybe someone will come out of left field, Steve, that, you know, can run this country the, the way this country should be run. Well, let's hope I'll, I'll remain optimistic with you, Joe. Well, that's fantastic. And as for the market, you mentioned that, Steve, yeah. you know, we just saw today layoffs are increasing mm. in the market. And it seems like, you know, we have a, a big pullback today. Um, it's it's starting to trade like liquidity is is coming back out. Um, we knew with SVP, you know, the, the Fed had no choice with that crisis with the banks to pump a bunch of liquidity, I think, to the tune of about $400 billion into, into the market. But one of the main things that we're looking at right now, and I think this is probably on everyone's mind that's driving down the car, you've heard it probably ad nauseum, is is the U.S. going to default? Obviously, we have this debt ceiling issue yeah. out there. Yeah. So I wanted to take a couple couple seconds here, just kind of go through, you know, what we know, you know, is the U.S. going to default? I don't think either political party um, wants to be standing there holding the bag from a devastation of a U.S. default. Um, but, you know, I always look at the charts. I always look at data. I don't listen to narratives or the news or anything like that. And if you look at the U.S. one year sovereign credit default swap, it just hit a record high. And this is what that is. It's the cost of insuring U.S. Treasury bonds against the risk of default. It's at an all-time high. And just to note, um, the U.S. now is a higher risk of default than China. Oh, my um, gosh. I don't know if that's ever happened in history before, um, but it's something to pay attention to. You know, sure. our national debt right now is, is zeroing in on about $32 trillion. That's just $25 million shy in unused borrowing. So it's kind of like, Steve, if I give you a credit card, you know, for a $1,000 limit and you max that thing out and instead of paying that down, you came to me and you said, hey, can you raise my limit, please? I need to spend more. Yes. Um, you know, we're in this we're in this problem, you know, 22 revenues for the U.S. Treasury are down big time. Um, you know, we don't have as much capital gains. There's not as much uh, tax revenue coming in. You know, it's not just a, a Democratic um, 
candidate or a Republican candidate, you know, the, the presidents that we've had in the past have each contributed to running up this deficit, this this budget problem that we have right now. It's almost split down the middle with the spending. And, you know, on one side, we had tax cuts, um, but we didn't have a, a commiserate decrease in spending. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in right now. Um, but I refuse to believe that we won't have a last minute reconciliation on increasing the debt ceiling. Um, and, and it almost could be a catalyst for the Fed to start doing a little bit of magic, maybe pausing quantitative tightening or, or maybe a trick in quantitative easing. Back in 2011, former Fed chair uh, Bernanke, he, he did something called the Fed twist where he swapped short-term treasuries for long-term treasuries. Man, did the bears get burned on that move. So I think you know there might be a, a light at the end of the tunnel here. Sometimes when things look bleakest, there's always a light. So we try and look for that, some optimism. But right now, I think we have some some rough times ahead. I think the market's going to get a little shaky as we're seeing earnings coming back and we're starting to see layoffs increase. You know, be very prepared with your portfolio to withstand. And if you're in that retirement red zone, you know, five, 10 years left, we don't know when this thing comes back. If we look at international markets like Japan in 1989, when they fell down, you know, when that market collapsed, it still isn't to this day back to where it was. So that time horizon becomes a real critical issue for near-term retirees. You don't want to take the chance. This is your time to get your portfolio reviewed and make sure that you're prepared. If this thing does drop out, you're not sitting there holding the bag, wondering in panic, what should I do now? This is your time to get a good review with a fiduciary financial advisor, and we can let you know if you are prepared for what's to come ahead. To Joe, see if he may be able to help you. You can catch Joe's show, Wealth Health Radio, Sundays at noon on AM560, The Answer, WIND Chicago. You can also find his podcast on Apple Podcast, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you get a podcast. You can visit his website as well. That's mwmfinancial.txt, mwm financial.tax. Pizza! Eric Carney has target date funds on his mind, and then he shifts into the economy and the market. If you should contribute to a target date fund, you'll see my picture. And, <laughs> and I'm holding a big sign that says, don't do it, right? Right. Uh, just because target date funds, I mean, they 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 seem to be so easy, right? And But yet, they're not factoring in what interest rates are doing out there. And so they're saying, oh, well, you know, I've always been told as I get closer to retirement, the more bond funds I should have. Well, you got clobbered last year more than likely. And if you really take a look at the three and the five year rate of return on bond funds, you really got socked. And so, like I said, it, it's something where a target day is, is very dangerous, actually. Um, I actually have many clients who we really help assist them in managing their 401ks and we're going towards a more uh, concentrated position. And, you know, we, we get phone calls on these all the time. So really find someone who can really help you. And then every six months, take another look at that 401k and make sure you're changing the asset allocation to your needs, to your risk tolerance, and also your time frame. With target date funds, when you start with a company and they open the 401k for you, that's where that money goes is into a target date fund. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of that and they don't make a change. They might be starting a new job and now all of a sudden, you know, they're so overwhelmed by the new job. They want to do a good job and everything. Um, they want to figure out how they can work from home most of the time. I mean, that's where they're really concentrating. <laughs> 
that that's right. the new workforce, right? Is it really? How, yeah. How can I work in my pajamas from home? Yeah. You know, like that. That's the way I want to do it now. But uh, so people put their four hundred one k in the back burner, and it's it's kind of one of the things. And it doesn't take a lot of time; just take fifteen minutes to figure that out, and uh, you know you'll be better off. Sure. Eight hundred seven seven nine one nine four two. And uh, so, what uh, what are we thinking here, Eric? Uh, as far as how are you feeling about the market? How are you feeling about the economy? How, what's your gut telling you these days? Well, I mean, we've had earnings week this past week, so it's been really interesting. You see where a lot of the tech companies, you know, have kind of been all over the place. And that's also due to interest rate changes as well. So typically the third year of every presidency is very strong or stronger. Um, so we're really hoping that the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ actually return and, and give us some good gains. I think so far... You know, if you're still sitting on the sidelines, you missed some of that whipsaw of the market back up. And you've got to be very careful because this is where you really do have to be cautiously in with the market because you can't miss that upside of the market because those are sometimes going to be the easiest returns that you're going to make. So, again, you've got to be self-aware of what's going on in the market. And, again, do not let your emotions get in the way. You can hear Eric show Wealth Works Radio on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida. The podcast available wherever you get a podcast. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. The website is ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. You can also find him on TV in the area, both Saturday and Sunday. Check your local listings for times and channels. You can give him a call right here if you'd like, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. PIZZA! Christina Ping Kepperling is CEO of Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services with offices in Lexington and Louisville, Kentucky. In this clip, Christina answers Dave Perkins' question about rental income as one stream. This is in not retirement. for everyone, and I would imagine it's mostly for people who are already doing it before retiring, but rental income, do you, do you see that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Dave. For those people that are just tuning in with us or you've not heard me talk about this, you know I had an extensive rental portfolio at one point. And I am literally putting my last residential real estate piece on the market. I'm going to pick on one of my clients in Louisville. They probably have the most extensive rental income portfolio I've ever seen between commercial, uh, land development, and leasing and then also their residential and then they have residential multi-units mm -hmm. so very extensive and we have the conversation on a regular basis how you literally have to be about halfway insane to continue because you have to put up with so much what a headache. they almost lost everything because they they did it the right way a lot of people think that you should you know, withdraw money from your retirement account, pay all the taxes on it and buy a piece of rental property. That takes a long time to break even. So a lot of times it's best to leverage it with a bank and then let the rent pay for that payment until it's paid for, then you're getting the profit. So yes, you're going to start much sooner than retirement to be able to actually turn a profit. Well, for these folks that did this, what about during COVID when they waived all of the evictions? Yeah. And those people did not pay their rent. You better believe those banks still needed their payment. Mm -hmm. It almost broke several of my clients because of this. And that's a really big deal. And for those of you that cannot make those payments, nothing's wrong with that. That's the way that the plan was done. It's not the norm that they can just say, no, you know, you, these people don't have to make a, 
a rental payment. So, you know, we'll waive your bank payment. That's not normal. So you have to consider all aspects on rental income and can you handle it? Is there enough built into that rent to where you can pay a property manager? That's very expensive to maintain. My last property was torn to pieces. It's been heart-wrenching for me because my sons and I lived in that property when they were young. So it's really, really tough. And I know for some of you out there, it's it's just a really tough game. Absolutely. is isn't a lot of headache. Now, for those people you were referencing, you said they had some commercial real estate. I don't know what type, but speaking of COVID, post-COVID now, there are a lot of uh, concerns about commercial, certain commercial real estate because of remote working and the increase in that. Or are they concerned about that or is that affecting them? So both, um, they actually have a unit that has commercial real estate on the main floor and then condos on the upper couple of floors above it. It's a three-story unit. And then they do have some warehouse rentals as well. COVID changed everything. A lot of people lost their businesses. A couple of the restaurants that were in that unit, they could not transition over. So it's really, really tough. Christina's show, Your Powerful Legacy Radio, airs on Talk Radio 1080 in Louisville and News Radio 630 in Lexington. Her TV show airs Saturdays on ABC 36 in Lexington. Her podcast available at PowerfulLegacy.com. That's PowerfulLegacy.com. You can also find it wherever you download your podcasts. Hey, we got one more clip, and this pizza is done. And for that, we join Brad Olson, Joe Wilson, and Chrissy Paradis. The show is called Wise Money, and here Joe, Brad, and Chrissy are talking classic movie clips and connecting them to planning for retirement. Pizza! Next up, Kevin Brooker from Phoenix, Arizona. The show is Cruising Through Retirement. It's a podcast. And here, Kevin outlines his strategy for laddering annuities for retirement income. I'm talking about laddering annuities. I mean, that, I mean, you explained it so well. And, and again, it's just, it, that's the kind of thing where, all right, that's a strategy that makes sense to me. You know what? And I, and I, I really appreciate that, Steve. And I think that it, it, it can be a very effective strategy for a lot of people. And, and what, what Steve's referring to, something I've talked about a few times on the show is, is that there are strategies in finance that we call laddering. And so you can do, you can build financial ladders using CDs or bonds. And let's, let's just keep it with CDs to, to keep it simple. Let's sure. say you put money into a CD right now, right? And you can get, I don't know, 4% or whatever it might be. Um, and so you can take advantage of today's interest rates, today's economy. And the idea behind laddering is that you have these things mature at different points in time so that you can take advantage of the current economy at that time. So in other words, you'll be able to take advantage of interest rates, like if you have one that matures in three years, and then in five years, and in seven years, let's say, so that each of those points in time, you could then reinvest into another vehicle based on the interest rates at that time. And so what it does with regard to laddering annuities, the reason I like to, I, I recommend that is due to inflation, right? So, mm-hmm. so we all know, we, let's say you got a set amount of income, maybe you get three grand coming in, right? Maybe that's fine now, but maybe five years from now, maybe you need a little bit more than three grand. And so if we put, we build annuities, separate contracts, right? That all have these income guarantees. And then you can, what it does is it allows, let's say you had five of them, right? Yeah. And what it would do is maybe every two or three years, you start the income from another policy, let the other ones continue to grow because each year you wait, the income grows bigger, Right. Yes. And so what that would do is that gives you the ability every few years to turn on another stream of income. Like in my case, I'm looking at four or 500 bucks a month that I can, that I can generate with each additional uh, vehicle. 
And so every few years I can give myself a raise of another four or $500 a month. And, and so to me, um, that's my plan for dealing with inflation, for dealing with increased costs. And if costs don't, if costs don't go up that much and I don't need it, well, fantastic. Then I've, then I've got extra money, right? Yeah. Uh, but to me, that's a good strategy to help deal with anticipated inflation and to provide you guaranteed income that will keep paying you for as long as you live, even if you live to be past 100 years old, you know, like a lot of people are apparently doing these days. Apparently they do. But I, whole, I like that whole idea of being able to turn on income in, in, you know, in stages. And, and it's just that just makes so much sense to me. And, and to, because what you're to me, you're taking advantage of, of the current situation, whatever that might be. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, we, none of us can predict the future, right? No. We have no, no way of knowing where the economy will be, where interest rates will be, you know, years down the road. And so the, the, the idea to me is, is to give you, give you that flexibility and, and the confidence in knowing that you've got these other sources of income you can generate whenever, really whenever you want to. The benefit to letting them grow, as I mentioned, is that the, the longer you put, you could start all of them right away if you wanted to. Um, you know, and, and maybe you'll have, maybe there's another strategy. Maybe you put the extra money in the bank. I don't know. Um, but I like it. I like the idea because you can start it in stages at different points in time. You generate additional income. The key to remember though, with these is that these are like that private or like that pen. They're like the pension plan from work, right? Yep. You got to think of it as a source of income. You can't think of it as a source of funds for anything else. Okay. In other words, the money that goes into these, you need to leave it alone. You don't want to tap it or withdraw it for anything until you start that monthly check, because that's what's going to pay you that personal pension. That's your personal pension. And so you don't want to think of it as an asset for anything else other than providing you that retirement income. And then the other accounts that you have, you know, those are funds, you know, we, we do for other things. Of course, you have your emergency savings, hopefully in a money market or savings account, right? And then you could have longer term growth money, let's say in a stock and bond portfolio that I'd be happy to manage for you as well. So these are the things that I do for my clients. The difference from one to another is the amount that they put in one versus the other based on time frame or risk tolerance or something. But these, to me, I believe are the ingredients that would set you up for a very comfortable retirement. Well, I completely agree, Kevin. And, and again, the and I know we kind of cover some ground here, but so and I know we're almost out of time, but I want to ask one more question having to do with long-term care, and I'll put a when in front of it. When do we start planning for long-term care? Is there an optimal time? And I'm guessing it might be earlier than later. It, yeah, you, you, did, you did hit that on the head. Earlier is definitely better than later. And, and it depends on what type of, what type of plan you're going to put in place for long-term care. Like, okay, the traditional long-term care insurance where you, where you pay, a, you know, you pay a monthly premium, it guarantees you such and such a benefits. Um, you know, those are the, that's the one that, you know, you, you might pay for it and never need it just like auto insurance, homeowners insurance, like we talked about before. Um, but so, so that case definitely you're better off starting it younger, maybe at the age of 50 instead of let's say 60, because your health is going to be better. You, you're you're pro most likely your health is better. You're probably going to get much better underwriting terms. Maybe you get a super preferred status where maybe if you wait until later in life, maybe you just get a standard status. And what that means is that they, they would charge you more. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the, the benefit to starting earlier is that you're probably in better health and could get a better deal. Um, however, if you're looking at asset based, uh, meaning you have money put, set aside that we can dedicate towards long-term care. Um, I, I would say that probably a good time to be doing that would be in the early sixties is, you know, All you right. could certainly, you could certainly do it sooner, 
Um, but I think the fact fact of the matter is most people most people aren't most people aren't thinking about their own mortality, really. In my view, not so much. Um, you know, when they're when they're much younger. You can find Kevin's podcast updated every Friday on his website, SilverleafFinancial.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pizza. Hey, we got one more clip, and this pizza is done. And for that, we join Brad Olson, Joe Wilson, and Chrissy Paradis. The show is called Wise Money, and here Joe, Brad, and Chrissy are talking classic movie clips and connecting them to planning for retirement. So I am going to play a few famous movie quotes, and I want you to tell me what you would apply that to in the world of financial planning and retirement planning. Okay? Chrissy's quotes. Here we go. All right. Here we go. I'm a little scared, Brad. Number one. I didn't even see it. Come on. Pretty famous. (laughs) That's dumb and and dumber. I didn't even see it. Come on. Oh, I love that. How that that applies to... Yeah. Go for it, man. You're excited about this one. You take it first. Go for it. Well, that's who's running the economy. That's the clown show in Washington. Really? Come on, people. Bam. Just some basic economic yeah. knowledge you print cash. would help you out a lot. Keep interest rates down. You're going to have inflation. I would even say, I'd, I'd piggyback up on that and say this. You know, we're starting to see earning revisions coming down. Companies are saying they're going to be uh, not earning as much. Well, sure. Um, and they've been, earnings have been strong the last several years. Yep. And when you have strong earnings and low interest rates, the that market tends rockets. to work very, very good. Very, very good. For growth. For yep. growth and for investments. But when you have earnings declining, that we're starting to see companies every quarter starting to put out some revisions and interest rates starting to climb. That's very, very bad. Very, very bad. And so I would say that I didn't even see it coming. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to pay attention. I think half of it, we get so much news day in and day out. I think it just becomes kind of overwhelming. Well, I think, unfortunately, people, there's so much information. Through that. It's like 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 trying to drink out of a fire hose. And, And the problem is that people don't know what's good information, and you don't know what applies to you, what doesn't apply right. to you. That's why, you know, we talk about it every segment of every radio Preach show. on a preacher. That's why the written financial plan is so valuable. It's designed for each individual, each individual situation, yeah. each individual It's not cookie goals. cutter. It's not just a... It's not you a get cookie plan a. It's no, not it's one not. and done. Right. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Good good point. I like this game. Chrissy Quartz. Number two. Why take a chance? At least that's the way I feel about it. Uh, hold on. I like the music. Is that Casino? Yes, it is. God, Goodfellas? It, is it, it was, Casino? You got it. Oh, my God. I haven't seen the movie in forever. That's the that's the crime bosses, and they're talking about probably offing somebody. In yeah, that was Remo. Why yeah. take I, a chance? That's the way I feel I about it. I the music. Yes. Also, The Rising Sun. Oh, yes, you did. Look at you guys are Look, in the 70s, in a thousand. Bro. No. So, why take a chance? You know, this is a great, I mean, when it comes to this, I think we see this day in and day out. Folks are just taking a chance and gambling with the retirement and just saying, oh, it'll be like the last 10 years. And, and I hope that's the case. I hope. It's if planning. It, it, oh, talk about that, Bradley. It's if planning. If I don't lose too much money. If inflation it, stays down. If, if I, I average rate of return. If, if. What if, and, if doesn't happen? Yeah. And, or even worse is, you know, the ostrich sticking their head in the sand. Yeah. That doesn't work. Gotta I pay hope. attention. 
I hope. A lot going on right now work. in the world. You need to you need to have a clear understanding of where you're taking your risk. So you I have like to that. Face why take a chance? You have. Man, to I can't believe I picked that. That was a good good one, Chrissy. All right, what's going on? Give us another one. Fire another one up there for us, girl. Here we go. On the stock exchange, it didn't work, my friend. And now you have my construction crews going around the city at 24 hours a day. How exactly <laughs> is that supposed to help my company absorb wanes? No, you stay here. I'm in charge. Do you feel in charge? Oh, <laughs> this is speed. This is, is it speed? It is the Dark Knight Rises. It's Bane. But oh, I, I missed that. It is Bane. I'm sorry. I thought it was the movie Speed. I forgot about that. It's That's pretty an cool. awesome quote, though. How exactly is this supposed to help me in my retirement? I'm changing the words a little bit. Yeah, it's but, good. Right? How exactly? Well, it's why we say you don't fight the Fed. And, um, you know, if you fight the Fed, you're you're taking the risk at your own peril. And, yeah. and unfortunately, we're seeing it day in and day out a lot here. Or not making, not making changes in your plan to reflect the current reality. Because you're in charge of your retirement. Everyone is. Brad, you're in charge of your retirement. I'm in charge of my retirement. We have to make sure. I think that's something right now that people are just out of sight. It's been on autopilot and so easy for well, so long easy. that yes. I think folks yes. are just, just That's they haven't point. come to the realization that, that the world has changed and uh, different strategies uh, are coming out of Washington and different scenarios. And it is affecting the modern retirees and their ability to, to be and stay retirement ready. All right, Chris, we probably got time for one more of these things. Play us another one. All right. You know, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Yeah, it's true. Even if the plan is horrifying. It's true. It is. Because think about this. If folks have a plan and they haven't reviewed it and they haven't looked down, we see this from time to time, right? Folks will come in like, everything's been great until last year. We see it most of the time. A lot of the times for the you first know? time because their plan has a 2% inflation rate on it. Their plan has them averaging, uh, you know, 8 9%. And, uh, Which is fine for the last yeah, and they're freaking out when they see the negative twenty percent, the negative twenty five, and they're having to take money out. They don't have a place to pull money out of, and then it is true, and it's where the panic. And folks, that's what what you need to understand is maybe you are a little panic, maybe you are a little rattled of what happened. Part of that is probably because you haven't adapted your plan or had it reviewed, and and this is what this is all about. Yeah, that four letter word that keeps coming up plan. And that's what it's all about. You can catch Wise Money on WLW in Cincinnati, Ohio, Sunday mornings at 8.30. You can also find their podcast wherever you download yours. Their website is owprivatecapital.com. owprivatecapital.com. So that's it. Episode 189 of Financial Pizza is cooked, or should I say edited and mixed, processed, ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country every week. I bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And if you like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it. We'll put it in your podcast collection automatically. Apple Podcasts, iHeart, well, you know the drill, wherever you get a podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, because you want to do that, you want to rate and share it as well, we've got enough pizza to go around. And remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them at 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. I've also got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can reach me, Steve, at financialpizza.com. I want to thank Chrissy Paradis and Dave Perkins for contributing content for this week's show. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Zadal, and originates from Studio D 
of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I do appreciate it. And going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.
Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.